Gutsies. Won't you to show me how I love you? I want you to show me. Definitely know me. Show me. Know me. Show me the know me. Um, you want me to know me? You want to know me? I kind of do, dude. I'd love to dig deep today. Remember when we first knew each other for the first time? Yeah. First impressions? <laughs> first impressions of J.P. James. <laughs> J.P. J.P. Genius? J.P. Genius. What was your first impression of each other? My first impression of Julian was <laughs> that... Hey well, man, he, we're gonna have plenty of caveats in this show, all right? So I just know. Deal with it. Okay, I'll make sure. I'll make sure. And, that, uh, we'll will get, you make sure to earmark intro, them? We'll get we'll get very intro perspective too. Um, we <laughs> <laughs> we're bringing it back to basics here uh, on this episode of the How Goods This Podcast. We're just back with the old three muskets three musk queers over here. <laughs> this uh, is take two, also. Just so you know, this is take two. This. We we Lost fumbled it. the first the first chance. Uh, sat down for two and a half hours and caught up and then forgot to press record. Did. But um, we're back to basics here, just me and Stevie Baby and uh, JP Grinshaw. I'm your friend Alan Stone. Um, how you boys been, dude? Great, dude. We've been stacking chips on ourselves with this new... <laughs> 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 we've just, uh, we've, we're, we, we haven't acknowledged where we're at, although this is uh, maybe, there might have been a podcast before this that will be in the same space, but look at where we are. Yeah, we're currently, we're not at the Lodge right now. We are uh, at our, our wonderful friend Caleb and Carly's venue. It's called Lucky You. It's in downtown Spokane, and they have graciously allowed us to film our Christmas special here. Um, we're doing a Christmas special. Because why? Because it's Yule tidings. Because it's Christmas. Yes, of course. The holidays. Um, and you gotta be uh, politically correct. And usually, usually I'm on vacation during this whole time of the year. But mm. this year, because of Coco, I uh, <laughs> we have the time. We have the time off. <laughs> We're that. at home. And do you feel like it's bad if I call it Coco? I don't know. I just uh, I don't know. I guess we gotta just be like. <laughs> I mean, you I could don't... tell us. Uh, audience, I don't. Care. I don't want to. F- You're not I, meaning I, I, to be uh, offensive. Obviously, I'm definitely not meaning to be offensive. If anybody takes that as offensive, I apologize. I'm not you attempting gotta, to try. Sometimes and, you just got to abbreviate, abbreviate the words of anything. Sometimes just, you have to abbreviate the word it's abbreviate. Cope the cocoa. Mm-hmm. It's helping me cope with the cocoa. Yes. Yeah, cocoa honestly sounds just a little bit like you add levity to it, which I don't know if we should because it sucks. But it does super suck. Screw Coco. Um, so how, I want to talk about my first impression of you, Jules, because that was a question that I'm, we're rolling, right? Yep. Yeah. Great. Um, first time I met Julian Gavilanis, I was 17 years old, 18 years old, maybe. I just graduated high school, and uh, my be- one of my best friends at the time, uh, Tristan, had moved from Chewila to Seattle, to Mill Creek, and he uh, was going to high school with you, Jules, for his junior and senior year. And for my my senior trip, I was like, you know where I'm going to go? I'm going to get out. I'm going to see the world. I'm going to drive four hours to <laughs> Seattle. That, that, was that, well, that was what that was for you, huh? It was. Yeah, it was my senior trip. It was me and my buddy Luke and my buddy Kyle, my friend Brittany and my friend Sarah. And we all took like a weekend trip to Seattle to see Tristan because we were all buddies with Tristan in high school, you know. So we, we 
call Tristan like three weeks before. We tell him about this trip. We're like, yeah, can we stay at your house? Is that cool? You know, everything's squared away. They're, oh yeah, it was no big deal. Man. It was perfect. So we call, we we head out, and um, we're about a, forty-five minutes outside of Seattle. And Tristan calls and goes, hey, um, so uh, you can't stay at my house. <laughs> I'm like what, dude? We just like we we're already here. We came over because of your invitation and uh he said but but listen it's it's gonna be fine because i've got this friend his name's julian and 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 his dad just lets anybody stay <laughs> whenever it's pretty much just a revolving door and I, i'll call him and i'll ask him and, and see if if it's okay for you guys to stay so this human being who i'd never met before in my life <laughs> has told us that we can sleep on his father's couch we roll up to the restaurant where julian's working to meet julian and uh, the first thing that Julian says to me, he comes over to my table, I believe with a plate of brisket nachos to die for. To die for. And he looks me in the eyes and goes, <clears throat> dude, your music's fucking awesome. <laughs> and right at that moment, I had never experienced anybody that genuinely stoked about anything. Just intense. Probably. And he was really... like genuinely excited about my music and i thought man we're gonna be best buds mm. we stayed up uh we stayed up all night playing his dad's grand piano playing some gavin DeGraw chariot on on his oh dad's God. uh so good, dude. grand piano what and a song. what a tune love that gavin we had a great dude. night with gavin we DeGraw recently me and julian Deeds, to, to 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 bring on a caveat <laughs> <laughs> May I say, can I have a caveat, please? Can I buy a caveat? Maybe that's what I have to say every time I need one of these. A tangent. Julian and I did, right before Rudy was born last year, Rudy was born in March. Um, it, would have been, it wouldn't have been last year. It would have been the year before, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I convinced Taz to let me do a ski trip with Jules. And so I booked all these shows at these different ski resorts God, that was so that we could uh, go and snowboard for like, three weeks or two weeks or whatever. I don't know how I got Taz to let me. She was like nine months pregnant. God, you're just... But um, yeah. she she was cool with it. She did come out at the end of the trip because we went we, we ended the trip in Montana. You had I, gone I, home I by then. Um, but we spent a week in Park City playing for... During Sundance. Yeah. And um, this guy, Brett Young, who's a country star... He, I see him in the the gym in the morning, and he's like, "Hey, man, you know, do you know Gavin DeGraw?" And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> shit, yeah, I know Gavin DeGraw, bro. <laughs> I don't wanna be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. That Gavin DeGraw? He says, "Yeah." <laughs> I'm like, "Sure, sure, I know Gavin. I've met him a few times." Bro, he's flying in tonight to guest star on my set. I'm like, great, dude. This is going to be a blast, man. Gavin DeGraw, hanging out, no BDs. <laughs> so we play the show. Gavin's just like, he is the shit, dude. He is like such a fun hang, good people. We finish the show, and Gavin's like, let's go to town, man. Do you mind if I tell this story? Hell no, dude. Let's go to town, Al. I'm like, yeah, we are, Gav. Are you ready to tie one on, Buster? This is pre-Coco, too, so we could just live in La Vivi Lolo. <laughs> yeah, it, Utah, like Salt Lake City, just proper. Just Oh, yeah. And everybody's downtown, dude. Yeah. Again, we saw 
Andy Dick. Carrot Top was down there throwing <laughs> throwing champagne in the air like it was cotton candy. <laughs> so on the way down to the bar, like Julian and his girlfriend at the time, just I can hear him in the back of the Sprinter van. We're all just like st- stoked. I'm sitting next to Gavin. I'm like singing his first record, Chariot, to him top to bottom. Like, you remember this song? <laughs> oh, Chariot, you're Do you, do you remember ways. this song? He's like, I don't think I remember that one, man. You sing it again for me? We're having a blast. We're just getting loose. And uh, I just start hearing this like little, just this thunderstorm happening from the back seat. Yeah, I'm like, what's going on back there, dude? It sounds like they're fighting or something. This is bullshit. We get down to the bar, and, we, dude, we throw it into fifth gear. Gavin's buying people shots, dude. I think I did it. I think I took a shot of rumplements out of his belly hole. Uh and all the while, Julian and his lady are over in the corner, like real, in like real discussion, like going for it, right? And I'm like, dude, this is about to turn bad. This is about to, this is about to go. Me and Julian are staying in the same hotel room. He's like graciously flown his girlfriend in from New York to hang for the week. His brother Gabe is there as well. So that we got a posse of people staying in my suite. And um, I just kind of felt this, you know, Hurricane, uh, Hurricane Earl popping in from the from the east coast so gavin's like gavin disappears i don't know where he goes and i'm stuck trying to mediate julian and his his now ex-girlfriend and uh it's not going well <laughs> i can't talk any sense into him i'm showing i'm like i'm catching snowflakes in the air and i'm showing them to them they're all each individuals not a single one is alike really trying to pull them out of this headspace can't do it can't do it so we get our van back up to the hotel which is probably 20 minutes from the bar and julian and his lady are still going at it i'm like where the fuck is gavin when you need him i'm trying to Seriously. rage right now i'm not trying to have i'm not trying to film the hollywood hills reboot so we get up to my we get up to my room we get up to my room right we we put the key in the door i open the door and there's gavin DeGraw sitting on my couch dude yes in the flesh right chirpy one and chirpy two are in the background still fighting they get in once we get in we happen upon we happen upon this like super really in-depth deep conversation about preterm abortions oh, yeah <laughs> like some liquor rep and gavin DeGraw are arguing about abortion and julian and his lady are breaking up <laughs> yeah. in my room i'm like so i'm caught between two rocks and no soft spots playing ping pong pac-man between and Ryan Reynolds and Alanis Morissette circa 2009. <laughs> and, and Gavi D's, bro, throwing it down oh, man. in the name of, I, I can't remember what side of the discussion he was on, but wow, what a night, man. That was a good time. That was a good time. Yeah, Gavi D's is the best, man. He came downstairs the next night because he was, he asked, 
he somehow managed to get my phone number and asked me if he could borrow my snowboarding gear to <laughs> go riding with you. Well, because so, I told him, I was like, there ain't no way Julian's going riding yeah, me, tomorrow. Yeah, me and, me and the, the, the now ex-girlfriend were trying to like get ourselves back on track the next day. So we like went down and had like a spa day and we're hanging out in the hot tub at this beautiful hotel that we were at. And <laughs> here comes Gavin just like on his Bluetooth, just chipping on down with like a <laughs> mocha chai in his hand. It's like, hey, bro, um, cool if I use your snowboard and your boots? I was like, Gavin DeGraw, dude, yeah. you can literally lick my nipples and you I would be pumped. <laughs> Will you sign it after you're finished? Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time, man. I sat next to Gavin DeGraw at the Super Bowl where the Seahawks lost with like eight seconds left on the clock. Oh, and great ga- Super Bowl. That was great, great Super Bowl. That was your favorite, Steve. Gavin was a Gavin's a Patriots fan. He's from the East Coast. And uh, that was one of the funnest... N- Funnest emotional roller coasters of a night that I've ever experienced in my life. Just like being at the Seahawks game and watching them lose like that? I mean, first and foremost, like, it is such a spectacle. It is like, if you ever get the opportunity to go to a Super Bowl in person, go. Because it it is stupid, dude. It's stupid. Um, Who performed? I think it was Katy Perry. She like rode out. Shout outs to Katy P again, Shout dude. Out to Katy P, dude. <laughs> she's coming. She's circling around in this little potty pod quite a bit. Katy Perry, you want to come on my podcast? Come on down. <laughs> you got nothing better to do. Um, I'm pretty sure she performed. She killed it. Uh, and yeah, the Seahawks. Because if you don't remember that game, Jules, you may not. I'm not sure if you if I you do. remember it, but um, Jermaine Curse. Made this catch. The one-hander? Like this one-handed hangman, like parallel to the field, 16 feet up in the air catch on like the the (laughs) third yard line. Yeah. The third yard line or the three-yard line? Steve? What? Fact check? (laughs) It's not a fact check. (laughs) It's just... Do you say three-yard line or third? Three-yard line. The three-yard line. Yeah. They both work. And it was like, whoa, dude, we're going to win this game. We're like, I was, because we were behind the whole game, right? We're behind the whole game. We come back, Russell Wilson, baby, like the sanctified Lord himself, Russell Williams, Wilson, (laughs) Williams. (laughs) Dante Culpepper. (laughs) Warren Moon coming through in the clutch. And I was convinced we were going to win. And sure enough, dude, we, we didn't win. And it was, um, it was this like, yeah, I was sitting next to Bruce, my manager and, uh, Gavin DeGraw's on the other side of me with his dad. And we're, um, I was chirping at him too, like Gavin, you know, and then sure enough, interception game over, we lose and it blew. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. You you were all about, about it. You and Steve probably had completely different experiences with that game. I got on stage at the Crocodile where we watched it and had like 180 people viewing it. I was the only person in Patriots gear. I got on the stage because I thought we were going to lose too. I was blacked out drunk. (laughs) Got on the stage and started throwing Skittles at all these angry drunk Seahawks Uh fans (laughs) saying, Taste the rainbow! (laughs) 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 Nice, dude. It was great. What a good... You you need to bring that out more often. You should just have Skittles in your pocket for any moment like that where... (laughs) That was like a thing. Did people just like throw Skittles on the field when Marshawn Lynch would play? Yeah, like 
um, the beast, the beast mode. Why am I forgetting? Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn, sorry, Lynch. yeah. Marshawn Lynch would eat Skittles like on the bench. <laughs> Just what was the? There was a story behind it. Like he had low blood sugar as a kid or something. Or I have no idea. I think it was like a treat from his grandma or something. I like my story yeah, better. Would. You know, your story is much better. He would. No, he would not, just I'd eat. much prefer him to have a, so, like so, a yeah. treat from his grandma that he's just bringing onto the NFL football field, yeah. the Super Bowl. Just yeah, he would sit munching. on the sideline and just like eat sour Skittles. Yeah, I hope that thing. it was him being like, "Hey, man, you want to see me get a Skittles endorsement?" <laughs> yeah, and he just, got he just it. every time he does a badass play, he makes sure he's got some Skittles got tucked it. up in his girdle. Yeah. What's your favorite Skittle like fla- bag flavor? Right, there's the tropical, like the- which is in the purple bag. Then there's just like straight up and straight up the middle red bag. Yeah. Then there's sour. Oof. Oof. Really? Reese's Pieces. Yeah, I'm not even. No, 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 no. Yeah, I Skittles. Know, what's your favorite Skittles you flavor? I'd go with the purple. Purple. Chop. I think I'm going purpy too. Steve, you like it right up the middle, red red Skitties. I don't like Skittles. I don't honestly like. What are you talking about? You just you told me you had a bag. You were chucking a bag of Skitties. Yes, because it was you know everyone there had Skittles because the Seahawks, and I decided to throw them at them very aggressively on stage. You you don't like Skittles at all. You if you had to choose though, which one would you go with? I don't like sour candy. Basically, your whole rider on the road is stuff I don't like. Well, I don't write that rider, and you know that for a fact. That's true. Who writes it? The band. The boys. Trevor. Trevor. And then it like changes. We start at the top of a tour. We're like, you guys, this year, I want to be like really eco friendly and I want to like, let's have no get plastic on the bus. Let's get some like, we'll get a. And everybody's in on it too. Everybody's like, I want to eat healthy in the green room. Dude, two weeks in, it's like Oreos, Chips Ahoy, <laughs> six bags of Sour Dude, Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids. And like, five pounder bags. And all I get is a half gallon of milk. Yum. No, you get we get. I get you your Topo Chicos, bud. Thank I take you. Care of you. Thank you, Daddy. Like Sparky Wadi. Topo Chicos <laughs> and a bottle of tequilas. Um, the bottle of tequila is gone in five minutes. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's gone. Sorry. The whiskey sticks around though. We get a bottle of tequila and a bottle of whiskey when we're on the road. Can you get as many as you want when you're? No, you have like a budget, so you get when you you know sign a contract for whatever market you're playing yeah. in. If we were to come to Spokane and get to play at this wonderful venue, like. Our writer budget would be a lot less than if we played, you know, two thousand cap yeah. room in New York, yeah. just because there's it, more money to be tossed too. around. Like here, you know, the part of the writer would be like they feed you in house because the food mm. at Lucky was incredible, and then you just get like drink tickets. Mm-hmm. But if we're playing New York, we'll get kind of whatever we want because there'll be thousands of people there. But if we go play Omaha and there's six hundred, you get like a two hundred dollar hospital budget. Mm. Yeah, so I got a bone to pick out. with you, Omaha. Why don't you show up to my show <laughs> so I can get two bottles of tea cola? <laughs> what a crazy thing to adjust to not being given riders 90% of your life now and to have spent the last year because we're almost done with 2020. Yeah, 2020 to, can go suck a big but come on, fat bucket maybe of skills. Maybe not. This is such a cool year in, in the sense that Look what we're doing. No, I know. I'm, I haven't spent this much time with you in my life. Well, when we lived together, but since no, we didn't. What? I didn't spend this much time with you when we lived together. Oh, that's true, dude. You were working at LA Fit, <laughs> and I was fat. 
Yeah, you was the fattest years of your life. Yeah. <laughs> you were selling gym memberships. Yeah. <laughs> I was working like 116 hours a week, dude, just to afford my plasma TV screen that I couldn't afford dude, anyways. Me and, me and JP moved in together, right? This is like 2007, I think, right when kind of like LCDs and plasmas and these like flat TVs that you could hang on the wall came out. And uh, I'm broke AF, don't have a job, thinking that, like, I'm going to survive off songs. Julian's the greatest champion, like, encourager of all time. He's like, bro, you're going to fucking make, make it, dude. it dude. I know I know you're going to make it. And you know what? I'm going to hang up every CD sleeve artwork that I have on this wall to remind you how good you're going to be. <laughs> I did that, didn't I? We did. We did it together. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm not working at all, and I convinced Julian that we should go to Best Buy and look at LCD TVs. I'm like, you know what would go really good right here in this living room? Big old TV on the wall, bro. And at the time, I was, you know, we're, we're munching that piratebay.org oh, yeah. free movie life. You know, you were ever on that lifestyle, Stevie good Baby? Days, good days. Oh, LimeWire. Just stealing Pirate stuff. Bay. Dude, I was getting... All the top choice HD. Yeah, you do her, man. That was I wild. downloaded I downloaded so many twenty seven seasons of The Simpsons <laughs> for free. <laughs> and we didn't we, we promised ourselves that we wouldn't watch anything until we finished that whole entire series. Yeah, it took us like three months. Yeah, but I that's because I bought that. Or or no, so we I, go didn't to, buy, I didn't buy. No, so we go to Best Buy, right, Steve? <laughs> and we're looking at the TVs. We're like, whoa, what if this one was hanging on? Whoa, what if this one was hanging on? Whoa, man, can you imagine? 60 inches on the wall. So we're going, and he's like, man, I don't know if I can really afford this. I <laughs> I couldn't at all. I was just like, Jules, I think you can afford this. I was just trying to talk <laughs> yeah, yeah, him yeah, into yeah. it. So Jules <laughs> ends up getting a Best Buy credit card. Right, and we put the whole thing on this Best Buy credit card. Probably what it was probably fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, t- like those TVs are. Cr- you go to Costco now; they're like two hundred and fifty bucks now. That, yeah. that TV was like thirty eight inches, <laughs> and like fifteen hundred bucks. It might have been like what two. It might have been like two grand. But I remember bringing that thing home, being like, "Dude, we are going to get so much tail." Yeah, dude, we're because of our late. living room. This is about to go down. We got a Papasan chair, dude. Yeah, ooh. We got yeah. a Papasan chair with like a tie-dye pad in it. Yeah. We were living the VV. We had Alan Stone pre-career, so he was singing all the hot, fresh tunes to all the babes that were coming oh, through. Oh, my God. I looked like a swollen mozzarella stick. <laughs> Sweating. <laughs> and, um, so we get the TV back. And, you know, we have this TV. We, you know, two years later, we move out of the apartment. It's like TV is now at his mom's house. Like six years later, dude, Julian t- calls me. He's like, bro, guess what? I just got a call from Collections. I owe $7,000 on that TV that we bought. I I did not pay it off. I settled (laughs) on the fucking TV that I bought so that we could get laid when we were 19 years old. Oh, that was a good TV. I settled. I wonder what the resolution was on that (laughs) TV. It was probably 480p. And we thought thought at the time it was like... So crisp. We'd go to we'd go to Chipotle and get a split a steak bowl between us so we could watch our flat screen. Uh, we were we're hard on the on the craft mac and cheese back in those days, but who wasn't right? Who wasn't? But look, all I'm saying is that the three of us especially haven't spent this much time together 
in our entire lives. We've, I know. we've spent more time this year together than we all have cumulatively in the last well, not 10 me, years. Of not our, me and Steve, well, and Steve but all three of us but like, together. Yeah. But like also like concentrated time. Yeah. Like you don't spend like sure. concentrated time with each other when you're on the road. Yeah, when we're on the road, we're kind of living in two different universes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I'm no, listen, I'm, I was not uh, effing off 2020. I was well, just saying it. I mean, it sucks. There's a microphone in front of my face and it sounds fun to do stuff like that. <laughs> well, get real. <laughs> okay. I'm getting real now. Yeah. It's uh, awesome, man. It's awesome to be able to do what we're doing and to be putting together a Christmas show and to be able to have people like the Ingersolls help us through this time and give us this space and yeah, we're very lucky. It's the best, man. It's it's cool that you've be able, been able to develop like you're probably seeing the the uh, benefits of the community that you've created for yourself just from doing what you've been doing out on the road for so long. But you haven't actually like you haven't been a part of this community until now, probably. Yeah, it's and cool to be back that. in a town for more than a day and like actually dig my my toes in the sand of the community and mm-hmm. feel like I'm a part of it, you know, feel like I, Caleb will tell you, Caleb's in the back on the faders, uh, how many times I've called him and been like, bro, can you help me with this project? I got this thing. And he's like, yep, yep. Yeah. And then, you know, when Taz and I are like, oh man, we're going to eat out tonight. What are we, oh, we're going to go down to lucky you. Cause we're, you know, these are our friends and we want to help support their business. And, it's like it just feels same with Dan who lets us use the lodge like it feel I feel like an actual portion part of, part of a web of human beings in a community um and I've never felt like that outside of the touring community like you know the the posse that we roll in a bus with of course you're going to feel like close to that group because you look out for each other and um you see the world together you accomplish things together but being a part of like a, a town like a space and a city and f- feeling that and finding those people and 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 finding those humans that you know you can call and and will show up for you because you would do the same for them that's yeah. that's a new thing for me in my adult life that is like really cool and i yeah. i um feel incredibly lucky that this situation and this pandemic and this year has allotted me the time and the space to really invest that time and invest um invest that energy into what i think is the shit dude spokane's the shit spokane's dope this part of the world is so cool there's so many good people here and there's so many good things happening and i'm just thrilled that they've welcomed me with open arms yeah do you feel the same way steve since you've been out here you've been out here for how many years now uh two years do you feel a connection similar to Alan? I mean, you've been on the road with him for just as many, well, maybe not just as many years as he's been on the road with himself, but you've been on the road for a long-ass time Man, yourself. Steve's been living out of a suitcase longer than I have. Yeah. Do you feel connected to Spokane? Yeah, I love it here. It's, very, it's been very welcoming. Um, for most of the time living over here, we were on tour. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, living out at the the lodge, basically, has been beautifully like isolating and wonderful and i've gotten to like grow with laura you know my partner and like that's been amazing um and yeah i think basically just i would just mirror what alan was saying about being just entrenched in like everyone's kind of helping uplift everyone's spirits during this crazy time and it's been it's been uh i've never felt like i've been pushed out i've always been pushed forward in the community which i feel has been really nice around yeah cool um 
I miss Santa Barbara, California, but that's okay. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> Santa Barbara is a hard place not to miss because that place is so beautiful and and just vast. It's just, with, it sucks being so far away. It's, I mean, like, you in New York, it's just tough sometimes being so far away from your family for so long. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, my family's here, so it's weird to be closer to my family for the first time. But still. Yeah, totally. I'm like a five-hour drive away from them, which is basically the same as a five-hour flight away from them in New York. So it's 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 an interesting thing because I you know I've seen my family a little bit more, but I still don't see them as much as I should, which is you know my fault. But we're also mm-hmm. just working and trying to create mm-hmm. something, and and I feel mm-hmm. honestly connected to Spokane now, which is weird because I for so long didn't I wanted to feel connected to Seattle. And then was like, I got to get out of here because of the community that I've created. And I'm feeling like I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know, some ego part of my brain was, was, was like, like this, I'm, I'm like feeling this sense of arrested development and I need to get out of here. I need to go like make something happen for myself. So moving to New York was to like get away from Seattle. Yeah. Never thinking that I'd come to Spokane and spend time out here. Now that I'm out here, it's just like, oh wow! Like, I guess it's just to say that no, like, it's wherever you go, it's all, it's up to you. However, you're gonna frame that place and whatever you're gonna, however you're gonna like make it for yourself. And I think you know, it's a big testament to you, Alan, for you know having the the resources and the and the space and the opportunity to come out here and get started with all this stuff. Because I had this idea of like, okay, cool. Like after this trip to Spokane, I'm going to go back to New York and then I'm going to start working on all these projects of my own that I have because my kind of acting career is on a standstill. But I'll go back and I'll start like, you know, working on some of these scripts that I've been working on and start producing this and start producing that. And I was like, why don't I just take advantage of like everything that's here right now, especially if you're trying to convince me to do it, I'm like, ah, dude, I don't know if I can. Like, it took it you a minute, though. It took me a minute, man. It, it was just scary. It's yeah. just scary, you know, and I think it has to do so much with your ego because for me, it was just like, I've been living in New York and like, I'm supposed to be this like New York actor who lives out there and who does this thing and there's this impression that I want to maintain and it's just like, dude, that's fucking bullshit like it's not like just do just do whatever actually makes you happy do whatever actually moves you in a direction that feels good and 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 honest and this is is more so that than anything i've ever done in new york and that's not to say that what i'm doing in new york isn't like great and and shout out to blue bloods bro blue bloods (laughs) was my jam dude tom selly what's up do you want to come on the pod I feel like Dick Wolf needs to invite you to his Christmas party just because you've been in so many of his productions. I don't know why he won't, dude. Dick. Is he still around? Is he still alive? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, dude. He's like just adding shows to his catalog. But but does he... He just produces them, right? He's not like on set directing. No, never. No, he doesn't even produce them. What does he look like? He's just an old man with like white hair and short. Dude, Dick Wolf. (laughs) I feel like there's just so many things that you could just... Dick Wolf. Dick Wolf. Wolf Dick. Wolf Dick. Yeah. Yeah, incredible, man. (laughs) Incredible. uh, What do you think of the wolves? Like the animals? Yeah. I think more of them when I'm out here. Yes, than you, I would when I was in I New York. Think more, I don't care how like, often you think it. I think yet. they're cool. I'm not talking about a quantity of times well, they know, just, pass guess, your I, mind. Right, I'm saying, I, like, what do you think of the animal? I think they're, I think they're badass. What's man. your favorite apex predator? 
What's an apex predator? Uh, I think it's a word that goes before <laughs> predator that means something. What's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> your favorite apex predator? What's an apex? I think apex uh, means like, like nothing kills it. Like we're an apex predator. Yeah, like a great we don't way. have anything predatorily coming after us to eat us. Great white shark's a predator, like that kind of an animal. A uh, lion, bear, hippopotamus. Bears. No, dude. bears. Bears aren't predators. Hippopot. Bears really? Are dangerous. Hippopotamus is the most deadly animal in Africa, but they're not actually predators either because there's a difference between. So humans and domestic cats are the only two animals that actually hunt for sheer pleasure, not for like food or desire. Most like a bear, they're not predatory. They're just defensive of their children or their territory. Yeah, but sharks' only function is to swim and kill. That's an apex predator. It's on the hunt constantly. So there you go. Yeah, but a bear will like chase down a caribou baby and eat the hell. It will. What are you talking about? It would eat a caribou to bits. I've seen video of it. Shark. A what? A shark or a, a bear? bear. Oh. Like a grizzly bear will chase down a, a moose and, and eat it. No, they will not. What? <laughs> I can I'm, pull I'm, up, I can I'm show trusting, you a video. Yeah, no, I'm again, trusting Steve on this one, dude. They don't, bears don't wake up going to hunt caribou. I mean, I feel like if they're hungry, they would. Why, why have I seen this then? I don't know. Why have you seen anything? There's a lot of shit out there, and I believe that you've seen that, but it's I can is there promise a difference? you they're not apex predators. Okay, but is there a difference between like a uh, animal that will... Like a bear is obviously an omnivore, right? Yeah. Cats are carnivores. Yeah. So is that the difference between an apex and, a, and, just, a, and just a predator? I, mean, I guess if you're talking about like mammals... I just wish we could have people call in like on the line and just be like, you guys are fucking idiots. No. I'm pretty Here's confident what's in the up. animal world. I wish we could do that. We should take calls sometime. We could take questions. Yeah. Or we could call some. Well, that would be, just be weird because we, we're going to start calling Call people. someone and say, hey, are we idiots? Yeah, we could take questions. It would be nice to take <laughs> questions every once in a while when we do these ourselves. Yeah, but I don't know shit about apex predators. I'm scared of any big animal that's bigger than me, I guess. Even ones that are smaller. Dude, a squirrel came into my dad's house once, and I almost shit my pants. Yeah, dude, birds for me. They, he was... <laughs> birds scare you, Steve? I mean, birds are like eight ounces, and I'm just like, get the fuck out of here! Ooh, yeah, yeah, birds... Like, I'd rather challenge almost anything else. They're dinosaurs, any- dude. Birds are like <laughs> some of the oldest creatures that have ever been on this planet. You guys got any phobias? Yeah, like chewed gum on a plate. A phobia? Like a phobia. Like, like, if I see that, if I see that, I will walk away. If somebody sits <laughs> yeah, t- down at my table and they walk. take their gum out of their mouth and they put it on their plate, I'm out. I'm done. That's I, That sounds more like a pet peeve than a phobia. Mm. Hmm. So what do you mean by a phobia, then? Like something that scares the shit out of you. That doesn't scare you. <laughs> what sc- scares the shit out of Retirement? Yeah, but I don't think and you like how I'm going to do a it. Phobia. Well, I guess we can go that road too. You're, you're scared of retirement because you're going to. But you mean like a arachnophobia? Like you're well, just no, that's, terror- just, the, you that's just the phobia that like gets the most attention because it. Sounds but it's cool. like an it's like an unhealthy, um, irrational fear of something. Would that would you call that a phobia? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, pooping in public. Oh man. Not me. I had a bad experience <laughs> when I was a kid. I remember like having to take a poop when I was in first grade, and uh, these two—should uh, I say their names? 
I know their full names. One of them lives in Spokane. Give the f- if you have the middle, even better. Give it all. Caleb dude. Yasani <laughs> and Hawk Montez. Shout out. <laughs> I mean, they're great dudes, and I'm friends with them now. But we were I was in like first grade. They were in second grade, and I was like, I was just like, you know, you're a young kid. You don't want you don't want to poop at your friend's house. You don't want to poop where people know. You want to poop in yeah. your own house, right? So I get I'm at school. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I gotta take a booty dookie. <laughs> <laughs> so I get into the bathroom and I'm in there and Caleb and Hawk come into the bathroom and they must see my shoes. They know somebody's in there. So they think it's hilarious to just like grab the top of the stall and jump up and look down into the toilet while I'm pooping. Dude, it Im- I was just, I was mortified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to this day, I can't, Unless I have my own toilet that I know is just mine, I can't poop. Wow. Well, that's a... Uh, On tour, Steve, you know. I do know. I'll go three, four days without taking a dookie dookie. Till we have a day off and I have my own oh, hotel, hotel room, room yeah. and I'll just unload. Wow. Get rid of it, dude. Four in a day. <laughs> well, knowing that... Knowing that just makes me upset because knowing that you have a fear of doing that for yourself, you've you've pushed me to the limits before trying to get me to do it in public by no, like I just, squeezing my stomach when I'm having some issues. I mean, yeah, I made Jules poop his pants one time. <laughs> it was so tight. It wasn't tight. It's not we even a story. In, it just happened. We just were in <laughs> Seattle and Julian has this terrible habit of waiting till the last moment to poop and he'll squeezing you'll see it in his cheeks. eyes. His eyebrows will go from like a red. Can you get a tight on me? Yeah. For the folks who are watching on YouTube, which you should because then you can see our beautiful mugs. Julian's kind of like, this is his normal face, relaxed. Nah, dude. And this is his squeezing cheeks <laughs> face. The eyebrows go pivot you're to doing, make a V. Let me finish. <laughs> and so we're uh, we're in Seattle. We're in my van, and I see his brows just go straight V time. And uh, I start driving real slow. <laughs> He's like, bro, you gotta get me. You gotta get me to the. You gotta get me home. I'm squinching cheeks. <laughs> and I just was like, nope, not going to do it. So I s- just slow down. I'm going like 10 miles an hour. We're like a mile and a half away. I'm like, guys, oh, I kind of feel like some I feel like some chips or something. You want to pull over and get some chips? He's like, dude, I'm, ser- I'm serious, dude. I'm going to poop into my pants, man. I'm like, no. I, I'm, oh, oh, sorry. I forgot. I forgot, Jules. Yeah, yeah. So then we're like, you know half a mile away then then uh, i'm hitting every red light on purpose like it'll be it'll be green and i'll slow down because i know it's gonna be yellow soon and i'll hit that red i get around the i'm I'm 150 yards out from the house and i just start poking him in the ribs oh my god just poking and tickling him pokey ticky pokey ticky and i kid you not i have a video of him walking to the house (laughs) with poop in his pants you got me and um, it's one of my highest achievements. No, it's bullshit yeah. because from somebody who has a phobia of <laughs> pooping in public, you push me to the limits, dude. I don't necessarily have a phobia, but I definitely don't want to poop in public. You made me do that, dude. Well, I think you owe me, me, show me the face, Julian. I think you show me, me the no, face. It's not, so what Alan was doing was the backwards way. Okay. So what it actually is is it's up first. Like I'm just like, hey man, what's going on? And then it goes. 
shit. That's what it is. Her forehead leans back, and you get it rocking. Like you got a triple Dude, forehead. Me and my brother Tony. Get it tied this. on him. So I was just like, hey, Al, dude, I got to take a dump. Can you get me home? Oh. <laughs> That's so good. I'm serious, dude. Oh. Those are the faces I was making in those uh, Christmas photos today, dude. Dude, we took some mad good Chrissy yeah, Chris photos. Poop, let's have a caveat and discuss what we're doing. Caveat. Caveat. Caveat time with Al. <laughs> we're shooting a Christmas special. That's why we're here at Lucky You. Um, and today we shot some epic Christmas photos with yeah. uh, our our new best bud, Stephen Day, and our longtime friend Zach Clark. We are... go check it out. It's up on Instagram. Um, we all threw on articles of clothing that were way too tight for our meager, pale, uh, lumpy bodies, and uh, they turned out good. Taz was on the flicker. Taz yeah. was flicking some flick flick, and wow, dude, it's so I've funny. Like so proud about a project. It's so it's so cool to I don't know. I in my mind I get super like eager and excited but also anxious about like oh my god we need to do this the right way or how th- this way that way like you think about all the options to make it like professional and right and we went to target and literally got the first dumbass looking turtlenecks and red pants that we could find and St- Here, good old, good old can Steven, you get it tight on it Steven i want to pull this i want to pull the photo up it was so good man we just like we we didn't think too hard and then we went, and we're just like everything that we're doing here, we're not thinking too hard. <laughs> Can you see this in my shot, Steve? <laughs> Look at this. Uh, barely. Fact. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but it's so cool just to, it's like, I guess for the people at home that are potentially listening to this right now, if you have an idea to do something that seems like, ah, God, that's just like, I don't know how to start, I don't know how to get it going, it's like, just fucking do it it's so it's 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 not as hard as you think everything is easier said than done of course we have a lot of privileges in that we have all this gear and you know alan has created a life for himself through his music and through what we've been through what he's been doing yeah and you better never forget it right hey dude i'm going back to new york tomorrow you fucking shitty boy dropping a lot of bombs we've been dropping a lot of bombs on this potty dude i hope sandy stone's not listening sandy does sandy stone listen I doubt it. No, hell no. I think she My mom listened to, to the first like three, and she was like, "This is good." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. No, uh, but uh, yes, it's it's amazing to be doing this. I won't forget it because I'm here because of that thing that you're doing, and it's amazing, man. And it's really cool. And it's it's really like if you just decide to do something that seems ridiculous and outrageous, it it probably is, but it's not impossible to get going and today was a making those photos they're like dude those are like epic photos it's like we literally just like slap each other in the face put on some red clothes and like put our wangs on each other's backs and we're just giggling and we got some yeah great i think stuff out of i it. think at the end of the day uh you are much more capable than you think 100 percent. and seemingly the biggest obstacle towards any milestone is not the journey it's the vehicle you Mm -hmm. you are the biggest obstacle to yourself and that is you talking yourself out of whatever you think you can't do and um i think when you have the 
you know, for me, like I have a family now and providing for that family is this, it's not like, um, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about like feeding my child. I have to do that. Is, is, I'm, there's going to be no failure. So for me, I think it's maybe a little bit easier than somebody who like is single or has no dependents because you can, you, you actually have the capability to talk yourself out of stuff. Cause you're like, Oh, it's not necessary. Mm. Whereas for me, like to throw as many things like during this COVID thing, I'm just chucking as many balls at the wall and hoping that one of them sticks because I have to, I have to figure something out. I got to like figure out a way to put food on the table. Start and throwing anything but balls at a wall if you want them to stick. Yeah, I kind of midway yeah, through that, your, I was like, I go get your real estate license or something. I feel like it's darts maybe. Yeah, Yeah, darts. so I'm chucking as many darts at the yeah. wall as possible. Balls are just bouncing back, dude. <laughs> um, and so I think prior, prior to having Rudy and getting married to Taz, I talked myself out of a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. um, and a lot of things that I should have been doing that I was like too afraid, didn't think I was capable, uh, didn't think it'd be good. So, so many things. Um, and so my encouragement to anybody uh, is just try it. If you have the idea and you have it in your mind, don't worry about all of the things that are going to get in your way or the, the work or how many people you're going to have to convince to help you. Just go. Just go. And you, you're going to surprise yourself. You might let yourself down a few times, but the only way that you can surprise yourself is by getting your ass in gear and moving. And um, that's, I think, what any of these projects have taught me. Anything that I've ever done creatively and artistically I'll look back on things that I've done. I'm like, how did, how did I pull that off, dude? How did I convince like 12 people to jump in a bus, leave their homes, sleep in a casket on, you know, eight wheels. Five and, pound bags of Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, and, and pull off a tour. How did I convince, you know, and a litany of people to come together and make an album. How did I convince people to, you know, like all these things that um, I get to put my name on, but in reality, like took so many more people to do than just me. And, uh, and it was really just kind of jumping. It was really kind of just jumping in and, and, and trying to tread water and treading water is going to get a little easier after a while. After you jumped in the pool, like, this project we're doing together, the reason why we're on the stage, we're doing a Christmas special together. Um, we're coming at it from two different perspectives, right? Because like I've done projects that are that are big before. And so this project doesn't intimidate me in the same way I think it does you. Mm-hmm. And you've come at big uh, TV productions and movie productions in a different regard than I have. And so you've seen it like, no, there's like a whole ton that goes into it where I was like kind of just thrown together stuff mm-hmm. since the beginning of time. Um, either which way though, regardless of how scared or not of this process, either of us are, we just jumped in.
It was like, well, just do it. Let's just pull it off and do it. And uh, I would encourage anybody who's just on the cusp of setting sail and trying something, man, just do it. Just do it. Don't talk yourself out of it. Don't play the safe card, even though the safe card is probably the smart card in most scenarios. Um, just do it. Go. Go. I'm going to say that this is uh, for positive things in the world, not for negative. <laughs> oh, my for God. Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's obviously not who I'm talking to. Devin, don't burn down that Arby's. Yeah, please don't. But the Sonic, containers. but the Sonic can yeah. kick dust, dude. Get real. We don't need any more of them damn yeah. Sonic driving. That was a that was a nice uh, best uh, nice. favorite like um, guilty pleasure fast food. Arby's. I already said it. Yours is. I love that stuff. Really? I think uh, so. Dude, can we get some tonight? Sure. Curly fries with some horse halls. Steve, what's your? Jack in the box. Mine's Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Jack in the box. Oh, what's mine, dude? Everybody's like, Wendy's. I've never choose Wendy's. I think my guilty fast food pleasure is probably McDonald's. <laughs> Caleb's back here. He's like, I do not feel guilty about Jack in the Box. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> and you shouldn't, bro. You shouldn't because you got a you, your body's you hot, dude. Bod, dude. You got a bag bod. Yeah, we're out there. Bang Caleb's bod. keeping it tight. Caleb's keeping it tight. He works for um, a living. We're over here just slouching, <laughs> eating Jack in the Box 99 cent tacos. <laughs> Flaming hot chips. Um, I, I'm I'm interested before we wrap this thing into wherever it's going uh, to come back to a, a, a statement that you made earlier, Alan. You said, and and it goes to you too, Steve and myself about uh, the fear of retirement mm. uh, because in light of needing to kind of pivot your whole entire career and be out here in Spokane and developing your community and kind of getting more in tune with a life that is more rooted in one place, being around with Rudy, watching your kid grow up, uh, a lot of people are stoked about retirement, and I just wonder for all of us. Like, I I imagine we all have different opinions about it, but like, mm. what is that? Where does that come from for you? Like, is that well? My fear of retirement is not like I don't know how I'm going to retire because I'm a workaholic. My fear of retirement is like I don't know how I'm going to be able to save do? enough money to retire. Like, I kind of feel like I'm just going to have to Willie Nelson it till the day I die, which is like by the time I'm that age, I'll probably be playing. I'll be beg I'll be calling Caleb, being like, Do you own any venues anymore? I'm trying to get a gig, you know, can you pay me five hundred bucks, dude? That's just your, I don't know, man. Like I think that's just such a young thirty three year old's perspective of where you're currently at and where you're projecting yourself to go because of the circumstances that are No, I just, I mean I I think you know, I'm obviously I'm not a finance person. I don't know much about finances. I think I'm like I'm relatively smart with my money. I have a savings, but you know I don't have a I don't have a million dollars in the bank. And granted, you don't need a million dollars to retire. But I hear that number tossed around quite a bit, like from people who know finances. Like this is how if you want to retire, you need the little you need this sort of thing stacked up, mm -hmm. whatever that number is, a half a million, a million dollars. And I look at that and I look at that number. I'm like, what the f are you talking about? Who has that kind of money? Who gets that kind of money? So I think that's my fear is like, how am I going what are you to do if you don't? 
Well, just like, am I going to have to work until... Now, granted, my job's tight. I get to play songs for people. Um, and if I have to tour until the day I die, by the time I'm 60 or 70, like, it's going to be... Touring is going to be so easy because I'm going to have accumulated such epic working relationships with the people that I'm on the road with that I'm sure it's just going to be like, you know, going to sleep at night, right? It's just going to be easy. But, uh... And I also kind of said that facetiously just to be funny. It was, I'm not like actually, I don't like stay up at night. I do, I think, fear, you know, like providing for for Rudy and Mm -hmm. being a good dad. I think that's one thing that's like really, really on my mind a lot is like how it could be, it could be a little uh, misdirected to think that I have a, a real influence on my son. Um, I think sometimes parenting, I've heard it put that like parenting is not you guiding your children or like taking their hand and showing them the way. It's really actually just like kind of running alongside them and doing your best to like push things out of the way that are going to like deviate them from a positive path. Um, But I... I worry about that a lot. I worry about how much uh, how much I'm on my phone and how much he sees me pay attention to that and, and that th- black hole. Do you think you could even, not to say that you should, because it's, you're, you're the best at what you currently are doing, but if it came down to it, would you even be able to let go of music and do something else because you needed to support? I mean, I, I would weigh the options, of course. Mm-hmm. If it was something that I was like, oh, man, like this this thing is over here and it's going to do this for me. Mm-hmm. Just like any decision you make in life. Yeah. It's like, oh, do I get the butter chicken or am I going with... I was know? wondering, like, have you ever even thought about, like, what if I could do something different than music? I think I could. I think I could definitely do something different from music. Um, I've <clears throat> really found a love for production in the last three years. From and I, and I think I could do that sort of thing. I would hope that I think I'm best suited for something that is creative. Mm-hmm. I don't. I could. I don't think I could sit behind a desk and like do people's taxes. I think that I would just be really bad at that. I'm kind of i think i'm naturally a procrastinator and i don't think that procrastination works really well with 401ks i could be talking out my butt but uh i don't think that those two combine very well um but i definitely could do something else i definitely know that i have the capability and i have the the drive and the and just an intuitive sense i think of figuring things out if i'm interested in them you know, like I'm not going to figure out, um, I'm not going to figure out how to show off, uh, the new line of Nike sweatpants at a retail space. Cause it's just like, I don't have no desire to do that, but if I have a passion for it, I can, I can typically seem to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Have you, have I what thought of like, Oh man, if I was, you know, if this if you got to a point where it was like, man, this acting thing is just really not gonna do what I thought it was gonna do. 
and you or if have you ever thought yeah, of what I mean, else every day, would I'm be not, I'm not I'm not even where you're at with my acting so my acting like supplements and sustains the majority of my life now which is amazing but it's not I'm not like yeah I can like go chill like I have to keep working in order to do this so is that like I go back and of course I think about it every day like well, what like what would you do you think I don't I don't I don't know that I that I want to do anything else and so it's like I have accepted that I might just be a theater actor in some basement like just working for chips and like not making anything and just being satisfied by that lifestyle because I don't necessarily need to provide for anything besides myself at this point in my life. Yeah. And you know, every time I've been in a relationship, I've been like, okay, now I have to kind of step up and be this guy. And I want of course I want to like make great money and do well and be successful. But the idea of like I want you to make great money. Same. Because I want you to pay for vacations to the Maldives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like acting is a great gig when you can get it. And, you know, I've I've been paid well when I've done cool gigs. And it's like, wow, this is, I don't even feel like I deserve to make this much money. But at the same time, when you span that over the course of a, of a year, you're like, oh, cool. My annual salary was not much. And so like in thinking about living, especially in New York, it's hard. Mm-hmm. The same time, though, I'm just like. I'm fine with that. Like I've accepted that for myself and, and I just really, really do enjoy um, acting when I get to do it uh, on any level. Mm. It's just so fun for me and I don't know if that I would want to go and do something. Otherwise, I think I would have by this point because I've failed enough times to just be fed up with it and I've, and I've hated it enough times to be like, this fucking sucks. Mm. I'm so tired of this lifestyle that I've pr- created for myself. But I don't, and I keep going back to it, and I just I, I think I'll you know if it if it fail it it can't really fail because I'm I'm not a, I'm not gonna um, my standards aren't like oh I need to be way up here in order to to feel like I've done what I'm supposed to do mm. because I kind of feel like I'm already doing that thing I feel like I'm already making those decisions for myself. And I don't know. I don't know where I go next year or the year after that or what happens. But um, I don't know. Just keep making decisions that feel uh, honest and, and and rooted in something that feels creative for me that I can do that makes me smile. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a hard question to ask. But I don't think I, I don't – I'm just not good at anything else. I'm not, I don't even know if I'm good at acting. Like I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying acting, to be like an you, honest you, person. I'm just trying to like, maybe I want to, like, I want to encourage people and like make people feel like they can appreciate who they are better. Uh, but you know, I don't know. Maybe that's starting like an acting school and giving and giving people like an education and getting out of their head and trying to be as 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 honest as they can and giving themselves permission to be their most genuine self through hopefully an example that I can create for them. I don't know. I don't know if that's, if that's a, a thing that I wind up doing or if, or if it's not. But You I, make a hell of a rap. Oh, dude, my raps? Oh, man. I've turned my nose up at raps. Uh, you know, sandwich. Mm-hmm. Not like hip-hop. For many years, 
Because it's all you eat. I, I will ask you, Jules, what, let's come on. We're in New York City, baby. Where are we going? Where are we going to eat? We going to do a little Brazilian steakhouse? We going to go get some pasta? He's like, I don't know, dude. You come to my apartment, I'll make you a wrap. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? what is wrong with you? You live in the greatest food city in the world. And every day you eat a wrap. I would make fun of you relentlessly for this until you moved into my home. Dude, I fuck with wraps, Steve. <laughs> I'm down with the wrap. It's quick. It's handheld. Steve said a wrap. It's pretty tasty. Now, this ain't going to be my last meal. No. But I, I, I no. definitely have, I definitely have a, a new found soft spot in my heart for wraps. And Jules, you make you make a good one. Although well, I wish you would use provolone instead of like your you do Parmesan sprinkles. I'm <laughs> like, what are these for? Yeah, I found sprinkles. that out too. Stupid, really? dude. Yeah. yeah, get some real cheese in there. Okay. I bought you real cheese it's, it's, at Costco. Yeah. I bought you a big old bucket of provolone. Yeah, I mean, you didn't use whatever. a single slice. <laughs> I'll try that out next. It time. went to Christ. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to make sure. That, I wanted to ask Steve the same question yeah, that we Steve. were asking ourselves. Um, do you think about that? Do you think about like, man, if this, if this COVID thing never straightens out and my days of a, uh, crew man go to the wayside, have you ever had those, those thoughts? You must've. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone thinks about that kind of stuff. I mean, I think again, uh, going back to what we talked about, not during this podcast, but before where you two are more focused on, uh, like achieving goals and like supporting other people as julian said and like i'm one of those people that like he would support because i'm like kind of a utility guy so i kind of just feel like i could go into some sort of like venue management or something which i've done before which is kind of like what i've thought about mm -hmm. you know but yeah there's no venues so yeah hobo writing a novel <laughs> yeah i'd read it <laughs> writing yeah. my memoirs i mean i think you both are to circle back to the earlier point I was attempting to try and make is I think we are all, you two included, s capable of so much more than you think. I think that when in, uh, when in the right frame of mind and in the right state of inertia, you can do and achieve and figure out so many more things than maybe we give ourselves credit for. And if a situation ever arises where we all have to reinvent ourselves, I have no doubt in my mind that we could open up a five guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, dude? I'm Franchise. dropping double patties every day because I'm yeah. down with that. And I love patties all my seven that I had. I love the peanuts on the... Hey, what, let's back up though. Five guys doesn't have the peanuts anymore. I hate five guys. This podcast is over. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. Julian will uh, no longer be featured on this podcast. Um, he decided to go a different route with his life and his career. And um, he now works at uh, Fidelity. So um, go check him out. Get yourself some terrible financial advice from JG. You don't like five guys. 
We ate there the other day. And you it, were dude. tickling your tummy because I was so hungry, man. Dude, you it's were the sitting only in the I'll front. Never eat that. He was sitting in the front seat. God. Anytime my friends are just like, "Hey, dude, you want to go to Don's?" I'm like, "Fuck no." Absolutely not. Look I at the disdain. Want... Look at the I disdain in his. Would food, you do a? Man. Would you do a tight on Jules? Yeah. And look at the disdain in his eyebrows I, I for the food it. for the food of fast peasants <laughs> for the food of peasants. No, the, it's not even the food, food that the peasants. people of, it's not even, of the dude, underbelly of the trash shit. people. He calls it trash people dude, food. Problem, dude, it's it, it's trash food bec- and it's expensive. It's like I can go to it's what? Just bullshit, dude. It's ex- what are like, you getting off the Don's menu, bro? You I'm get not a chicken salad. You getting two fillet of fish? No, you'll hit me up at like midnight. On no, our way I back from the lodge no, I don't. No, I don't, dude. I've never done that. Taz, I've never done that. Yes, he has. Taz, I have you, never Taz, done that. That has check never in happened. His sprinter van. He's got bags of Don's just chilling there with cold. Bro, fries. you know I get rid of that evidence. You dumb fuck. <laughs> yeah, you tell me to do it. Fucking idiot. My lot of there's like fourteen bombs. <laughs> We're sorry cares, for the folks dude? at home. Um, I I do love a I do love to to to, to throw down some fries, but um, but yeah, I mean like the failsafe plan has always been for us to to open a Qdoba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, man, I'm down with it. I don't think a Qdoba because I don't think that's the best, but we could probably make some nice burritos. Latrell Sprewell them. played. 14 seasons in the NBA, okay? He made some money. Guess what? Now he owns 45 Perkins, and he is rolling in it. Shout out to Latrell. Come on, my party poor son. I just hope that, like, if, if, if one of our careers never comes back, all of our careers never come back so that we can continue to just do the things that we're already this is our career jules i know yeah it's tight um but also (laughs) this is hard but also i got i got a good in for mod pizza get a ground up level franchise going between the three have you guys been to mod pizza by the way Mm -mm. yeah fire fire and quick I could get I could get sixteen mod pizzas right here in fifteen minutes. Let's get them for it. Cost me fourteen bucks. Make the call right right now. now. See what happens. I'll keep talking. What do you want on it? (laughs) Jalapenos, chicken, and pesto primavera. Yeah, dude, we had Papa Murphy's the other day too. Shout out to Papa Papa Papa. How many different restaurants are there in America? This is so crazy. Think about it. How many pizza joints? Papa John's, Papa Murphy's, (laughs) Papa Take and Bake. Papa Uh, Doc got Papa Doc got one. Papa George, or <laughs> there's a lot of um, Papa Papa uh, Pizza Pipeline. Uh, Dude, you're, you, you, how many do you want to name? Because there's yeah, yeah, over ten thousand at least in this side of the country. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, let's open one. Let's go. Let's call it Mod Pizza for dinner. I'm not, I'm not gonna open up. I'm not opening a restaurant, dude. Look, I'm not opening a restaurant. What we need to no. start doing is getting these people to start sponsoring this podcast so that we can one get the free pizza and also to continue doing this podcast yeah the best way to do it if you're listening at home and you want to keep keep helping us first and foremost just just listen that's that's enough love uh period um but if you want to keep us going and you feel like you have the means to financially help out this show and and help out the universe which is the thing we've created, there's a there's a, another show, if you haven't heard of it, it's called Live at the Lodge. I get uh, together with a, a group of fellas. They're a house band. We um, play uh, original tunes. We have guests. We play their tunes. We have bands come in. 
We're on our 34th episode. Is that right, Steve? That's right. And um, we're having a blast with it, but we can't do it without the folks at home support. We got a, we got a small posse of people on our Patreon page that are given um, given money each month to help us keep it rolling. We're so thankful for those Patreon uh, subscribers and our Patreon family. But if you want to become a part of that, you can go to patreon.com slash live at the lodge for as low as five bucks a month. You can be a part of that community. You can get exclusive content, um, exclusive merch. Uh, you can get shout out videos from me. I'll say your actual name and I'll send it to you in, in your <laughs> text message personal. thread. Um, I'll send you, I'll send you, I'll send you something nice. If you hit me, <laughs> <laughs> hit we me promise up. that Julie that, will send you a rap. Yeah. That Jules will yeah. not, will not, uh, <laughs> Uh, anyways, um, they want but sincerely, nice but sincerely, everybody who has made it this far in this episode, thank you so much for, uh, for being here, for listening, for paying attention, uh, for giving us the space to create and to learn this medium, uh, and to have a bunch of fun doing it, man. We've have we were watching back on all the clips that we have recorded, um, I believe we're, what are we coming up on? 15, episode 15 or uh, 16 episode 16. So we've got almost a 17. full, almost a know. full day worth of, of recorded conversations. Yeah. And I look forward to it every, every time I get to sit down with you three and, and a guest or just you three, uh, I always have a good time, man. It's that's, great. that's a, it's, it's, it's a really wonderful thing that we have the opportunity to do. And it's, it's because the folk who, who listen and, uh, who, who help us out at patreon.com slash live at the lodge. And, and, uh, and if you're thinking about doing something and it sounds crazy, what should they do, Al? Dude, just do it. Just go crazy. It's, um, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? You're just literally just right back where yeah. y- you were prior to being afraid of whether or not you could pull it off. And at least you know, at least you know. If you fail, at least you know that you weren't capable versus like thinking that you might not be capable. Yeah. Um, but I think you'll surprise yourself. I think that you'll, you'll really, um, you'll learn a lot, which is the, the greatest takeaway from any endeavor is how much you learn about yourself and how much you learn about the community you have around you and how much you learn about executing a project. Um, but I think you'll surprise yourself about actually what you're capable of. So do it. You only Just got do one it. shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes, comes once, once in, in a lifetime. lifetime. Yo. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you for being <laughs> our friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Boo-boo, did you just make it to the end of the video? Yes, you did. Do you want to see more videos just like this one, huh? Do you? Well, then head over to patreon.com slash live at the lodge where you can support the how goods of this podcast as well as the entire Live at the Lodge family. Yep, yeah, you're going to get exclusive merch, personalized shout-out videos. Me and Jules, we're going to show up at your house and baptize your nephew, huh? Check it out, patreon.com slash live at the lodge.